The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose, or maybe you know it, but you just can't find the path toward it. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love, then we need to talk. I'm Colleen Greco, and I'm your joyologist. I help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching. Whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at the Colleen Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to another edition of Joy Unleashed. I'm your humble host, Colleen Greco. And today I have the amazing Jason Hill. And I can't wait for you to talk to him. We're going to learn all about um, how he you know, came up with the concept for OWL, which I think I just agreed I wouldn't ask him about. But I, I am really interested in that. Um, but also maybe some pit, pitfalls and mistakes that he's made along the way. So without further ado, welcome, Jason. Hey, Colleen. Hello. On. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on. And I, I have to. OK, so I've only talked to you 100 times, but I, I have failed to ask this question. Why does OWL have two W's and two L's? Where did the spelling come from? Okay, so the, the it just comes back to to the start uh, startups, right, and running businesses and making errors in the past. Truthfully, so my first brand was client focused advisors for my wealth management company, and it was way too long. And I learned real quickly it doesn't do well on socials because you only get a little box to put a logo, and you know I just learned like the best companies have short names, right? And yeah. if you Google that, you'll see real quickly if you look down at your your phone device. And look at all the best brands you use, you know, like Uber, Lyft, right, Facebook, Twitter, like most of these things are quite short, you know, under seven characters. So I said, what will be under seven characters? And of course, OWL was taken, right? Obviously, yeah. I could not get that, right? And I really focused around animals. Uh, animals have a lot of strength, you know, with brands. And I figured, you know, what was a brand where it kind of represented our brand. You know, owls are the, the bird of intelligence and wisdom. And a lot of people have tattoos of them, of course. They they just feel like, you know, uh, so close to the owl animal. So when I typed it into GoDaddy one day, you know, you know, of course they gave you different examples of what was available. And OWWLL was available. It still sounded the same right off the tongue when saying it. And I said, I'm gonna go with it. We made a custom logo within a month of designing uh, you know, the, the brand and I loved it. You know, the owl logo can go on t-shirts like this. And a lot of people love wearing the swag. It's not one of those brands where you get a t-shirt, you never wear it again, or you wear it at nighttime. Like people love wearing our swag. 
And uh, we have an amazing community today, which I love to, to share with your audience, of course. Yeah. And I apologize for skipping over your intro, but if I, you know, I have ADHD and if I don't get the question out, then we're all in trouble. So please take a second, introduce yourself and tell us yes. about OWL. Okay. So we'll start. What is OWL? OWL is the first platform that you could instantly connect with other professionals through one-on-one -on -one audio calls. You call these professionals for personal issues or for business. And the best part about OWL is it's instant, right? No more booking meetings in advance and then getting no-showed or people are late to jump onto a Zoom meeting, which we all, you know, like, ugh, they're late. You know, I, my meeting was supposed to start at 10 a.m. and they're texting you like, sorry, running behind schedule. I'm in traffic, 10, 15, not with OWL. You see an expert available. They've literally set a timer mechanism that says you can call me, right? So there's no awkward situation. Like, I don't know, do they want me to call them or not? Nope, you could call them right there and then and you could, speak with them about anything on your mind. You can network with them. You could try to get on their podcast if they run a show, right? And just build relationships. When we look at the most successful uh, entrepreneurs, you go back and they'll tell you that it's due to the relationships over time. So that's what we're doing right now. We're helping people eliminate the friction to connect better. We have a major issue in the world today where we're all texting and we're glued to our phones. We're always looking down. Well, now you could actually just call someone and gain some knowledge. So that's what OWL is about, knowledge. So I got introduced to OWL over, I think it was late summer. And yeah. it wasn't too long after I was using it that I was scrolling through and I'm like, I know that guy. And it was a former WWE wrestler. I think I told you this story before, but yeah, my son is training to become a professional wrestler. And I thought, when in the world would I get access to this guy, except for through this app? And so you know, of course, I've used it for business purposes, too. But to me, that is the coolest story of how you can instantly connect with somebody that you would maybe never otherwise get access to. So he was available. I had enough money in my account. Click the click to call him. He picked up. We spoke for 15 minutes and he gave my son some amazing advice. And again, I think like he'd never run into him. Like, I have no idea where this guy lives. He'd never run into him on the street. Certainly probably wouldn't get access to him at an event. So yeah. I love it for that purpose too. Like just thinking outside the box of like how you can make connections that um, you may not get the opportunity any other way. Yeah. That's Joseph Rude you're speaking about, yep. you know, he, you know, was thinking outside the box, you know, and said, look, COVID hit and he had a lot of free time you know, because every, everything was off during COVID days and we were right in our beta stages. He downloaded it and he's like, this is pretty cool. I could talk to my fans right through the OWL platform. He's got hundreds of thousands of fans when you go to his Instagram account or TikTok account and people just want to connect, right? And it's hard through social media. You send messages, you like, sometimes it's someone else responding. It's not genuine, right? It's someone on his team, but not with OWL. You get, you get him and he's charging $15 for, for 10 minutes to chat with him. And how cool is that? He just picks up the phone. Often he's sitting on the couch watching TV and he's engaging with his audience, right? He's giving yeah. back. And it's not about the money, obviously, in his situation. He does not care about $15 for 10 minutes. He just wants to say hi, you know, every so often to fans, of course. And that's the beauty of Al. It's an in-app phone call. It's private. You're not being recorded. So much technology is recording everyone today. And people are sick of that. People are sick of handing out their email, their cell phone number, and then getting spammed and attacked. Not with Al, it's safety. Your your son was able to speak to him and not have his phone number. So it really gives mm -hmm. you 
experts at your fingertips, I like to say, and really to networks unreachable, uh, where no other platform, you know, really provides that in that sense of one-on-one -on -one communication. They provide it where you could, you know, put a comment on their on their social posts, you know, message them. Uh, but we all know the statistic. It's like 99% odds you're never going to have a phone with someone like Joseph Rood if you're going to message him, right? Yeah. But with Owl, he's willing to accept it because there's enough layers. There's the friction that you have to pay to speak to him. Uh, so he knows he's getting quality people calling him. And of course that he's not providing personal details. So uh, I love hearing stories like yours, right? It's not about business. It's just personal side, right? Yep. And then even on the business side, if you're looking for somebody say, you know, uh, like a social media expert, right? You can make that phone call quickly decide if there's a rapport because the initial call is only 10 minutes long. So, I mean, how, how bad can a 10 minute phone call be if they're not a fit, right? You have a quick little engagement, yeah. you let them go or you extend if there's more, you know, to talk about. So I, I absolutely love it uh, for that too. And then you have the new chat feature where you can say, Hey, I need some help. Um, yeah. I know you had an example of a legal issue. I think that somebody needed help with, right? Yeah, you know, so often, you know, people have a legal matter and they're not really prepared to hire an attorney at that time. They just want to quickly pick someone's brain about a specific topic and have that attorney lead them in the right direction. Should they, should they not hire somebody? So it's cool, you know, you could just post a need like, hey, I'm looking, you know, to chat with a real estate attorney. You know, I might have a closing coming up soon in my state. And then other people in our community can tag uh, that specific type of lawyer they've spoken to in the past on OWL. So it's a, it's a quality introduction uh, in that way. You can do it right through the OWL app. And if there's business that needs to be had, you of course can take it outside of OWL, jump onto a Zoom meeting, meet for coffee, meet at that individual's office. So we're just seeing a lot of collaboration, very similar to what we've seen on LinkedIn, where people communicate through direct messages um, and then eventually turns into you know, a collaboration or client, right? OWL you know, helps people you know, build leads, right? And, mm -hmm. and clients and customers, when you, when you look at what's happening on the platform is you could go from new expert like yourself, you know, I, I don't know the exact time you've been on it, but all of a sudden, like within 30 days, you know, make or take 30 to 45 calls and meet that many different individuals. And I always say, it's like, when you look at the numbers real quickly, you know, maybe five situations you got on podcast that had a ripple impact for your brand. And maybe there was one or two in there that were, were, were potential, you know, for, for clients or customers, and maybe you sell some type of offering where it's three thousand to ten thousand dollars for a client, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, you know, they they wanted to work with me, and and it's such a cool opportunity. And the rest, they at least know who you are. So that way, when you do have a posting or someone else posts in that chat form, they say, oh, actually, Colleen's the person who handles that, right? Because you've stayed engaged with people on the platform. So I look at at Owl you know, as another tool in your toolbox, very similar to how we all use Instagram or LinkedIn. And too often people say, well, I don't need that because I have that one. I go, it's not like that. It's just another tool. You mm -hmm. should be utilizing all of them and specifically the one that fits your business the best. But when I look at why 99% of businesses fail, it's because elites, they don't have enough people, you know, that they're on, on meetings with on a regular basis, right? They put up all the excuses. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And they're focused so much on social media to have a post go viral. And statistically, that's just not going to happen. A lot of times, the truth is that post will go viral, but they're still never going to hire you. That The post has nothing to do with your business, right? And then you get disappointed. 
So I look at Al as like, you got to put in the hard work, call people, speak, and, and more people are realizing like, holy crap, this is such a good quality source to connect with people. And that's why people say it's linked on steroids because you yeah. can connect with people quicker and feel secure along the way. I love it. Well, I think, you know, back to your point on branding um, for a second, because I, I just want to yeah. like underscore how brilliant that is because it's, it's like that stickiness factor. Yes. Even if you can't remember initially how to spell it, that it's two W's and two L's, you know, it's not the traditional O-W-L, right? I love that. I get that with Joyologist all the time. Yep. My husband got so upset when I came up with that name, you know, like that term, yeah. because he's like, nobody's going to know what that is. And I was like, well, yeah. maybe that's the point. Yeah. Well, then it how about that? Curiosity, like, of course. Tell me more about that. Right. And it just gets, you know, people to, you know, have a different level of conversation too. So absolutely love it. Um, so how was Owl born? I'm interested in, you know, the, you, you were really successful financial advisor. Uh, I'm thinking at the time, were you still in New York or had you moved to Florida by then? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the short version. So the short <laughs> version is. I'm I want to know York. who your kindergarten teacher was all the way through. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I don't want this episode to be all about like the, the backstory. I want you to get into details of like the nitty gritty of being an entrepreneur, the ups and the downs that I've been through. And I want to really share with your audience, uh, yeah, let's you know, it. other things other than the backstory. So the backstory is simple as I was in New York, you know, working in the financial service business, uh, pretty successful um, at that and pretty much decided after having two children in New York City that I wanted a different experience for my family. I love the warm weather. So I jumped to South Florida uh, before it was the cool thing to do before COVID. Uh, now everyone's coming down here, of course. And, you know, I took two steps back in business because I had to re recreate myself in an area where I really didn't have many business relationships. So, you know, I jumped down in 2017. I started the podcast, The Shrimp Tank. So for everyone listening on audio, if you watch the video version here, I have this big, you know, glass bowl with a dollar on it that says Shrimp Tank. And I partnered with the FAU Adam Center for Entrepreneurship. I approached them uh, saying, I'm going to start a podcast and it's going to be where street smarts and book smarts collide. And we're going to interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs from South Florida. And what's really unique is they went in with me and we now have over 275 episodes up on our website, shrimptankpodcast.com. And it's been a phenomenal journey. I've gotten to meet some of the coolest CEOs you could imagine from our local area. Uh, and we're talking CEOs like Celsius Beverage, Bolay, Stretch Zone, um, TRX, and the list goes on and on uh, with brands that you may not have heard of that you know are literally doing hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. So that's kind of where this all started. You know, you might say, well, what, how does that have anything to do with Al? It's because they've shared so much knowledge with me as an entrepreneur. And when COVID hit, I saw something. It, it just, the light bulbs went off. People can't really collaborate and communicate anymore because we're all at home. We're all glued to our cell phones. There's too much friction, have conversations, all DM messages, and we're all home and we're all wanting to have human connection. But there's no platform that, that exists to really do it on. Right. So I realized I'm like, what if there was an app that when I jumped in my car driving to work, I saw Colleen was available and I could just call her because she said, call me. Right. And it made no sense to me. Like, I can't do that right now. I got to listen to music. I gotta listen to a podcast show or, or listen to a book. Those are your options when driving. And I just called up someone on the, out, the Shrimp Tank podcast that ran a tech company. I go, can you build something like this? I have no idea. No idea, Colleen. And the coolest thing is like, let me talk to my dad. Let me see if it could be built. Calls it. He's like, yeah, we think we could do that. There's technology out there. And they just explain how to do it. 
They said, you're going to pay a little bit of money, five, $10,000 to have uh, a group of developers join you. We're going to build wireframes out. We're going to look at all the competitors in the space. And by the time 20, 30 days go by, you're going to know what it's going to cost to build OWL and, and really have an understanding, should you go after it? Best experience of my life, Connie. It's the coolest thing in the, ever. They're like, what's the name? They're used to working with, you know, big, big brands with marketing teams. And it was just me. I was like, I don't know what the name is. Like, we need that in 24 hours because we got to build a logo. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it's cool when you don't have much time and you're squeezed to do something. Mm-hmm. And 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 apps like Owl come alive and came alive. And then I was like, this is so cool. It's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Should I do it? And that's the big jump. Everyone could have an idea, build it on paper, but most ideas never actually get executed. And I said, you know something, you know, I've never done a tech company in my life like this. I'm in tech within the financial service space, um, but I've never done anything like this. And I just felt it was right. With everything that I've learned from all the podcast guests, you know, saying simple things scale with, um, you know, finding a problem, you know, and then seeing that, you know, you know, it can massively make an impact to this world if you could crack, you know, the solution to that problem. I said, you know, I've done very well in the financial service space. I could have just kept going that direction. No one's joining that industry anymore, right? Currently, I'm I'm uh, 40 years old, right? So we're talking between 35 and 40, you know, saying like, no one's joining this industry. I'm I'm sitting here in a really good position, never having to really be stressed when it comes to like working long hours, you know, just really on cruise control. And I said, nope, I'm going to make a bigger impact, right? Because you got one life you know, to, to do that in. Yep. And I said, I, I've saved up enough money. And while everyone's being conservative, I'm going to be aggressive. And I just said, I'm going to, I'm going to go and bootstrap this brand and build it and not worry about financing it for the time being and, and see where it takes me. And that's where we are now, three years later, literally three years of full development uh, from January, 2021, uh, full launch in June of 2022. And i um, really excited uh, in the next six months to see where this brand goes. Now that we've really got an amazing community, uh, people that believe in the technology and the platform, and also that uh, it's a pretty stable platform now compared to where we've been, which we've had a lot of issues to get it to where it is now to scale to millions of people, of course. So great question. I love, okay, so much about that story. So I, in a, in a different area, you know, yeah. nutrition and mindset coaching, but particularly on mindset coaching, where people get that feeling in their chest, like, I want to do it, but I shouldn't do it, right? And it's your intuition and your ego are fighting. It's like your head and your heart are fighting. And so many people listen to their head and they're like, not me, not me, not now, not whatever, like fill in the blank with the excuse. But you didn't. So what was the thing that made you take that first step? Was it just like the energy was so strong, you knew that wasn't fear, it was excitement. How did you how did you like get the courage to take that first step? Because that is honestly, in my opinion, the hardest step and you can feel free to disagree. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of times you see the bill, it's going to be, I think it was around $200,000 when I shopped it around to other brands just to get what we call the MVP, the minimal viable product out on the market. And I'm like, am I really going to spend $200,000 on it? Right. And knowing the statistic that 99% of marketplaces fail. And I'm like, should I, should I really be doing this? I have a wife, two kids. We have a nice lifestyle in, in South Florida. You know, it, I worked really hard to have that lifestyle because I moved. Remember just three years prior to that, I moved to South Florida where I had to take two steps back to get back on my feet, right? Should I really be, you know, you know, starting a new technology, knowing how hard it is, knowing that I'm going to go from, 
you know, 40 hour work weeks to try to figure out how am I going to squeeze it in? I'm already busy. You're right. How am I going to do this? And, you know, it just, I guess I just said, I, I got one life to live, right? I think COVID showed us that. So it was also the right mm -hmm. timing, looking around and seeing how unhappy people were and how many people realized like they would have done things differently. You know, if they look back 20 years, how sensitive, how sensitive life is, you see everything on the news all the time. And I just said, I, I want, I want to do it. I said, I, I believe now in my career with everything I've learned along the way, all the, all the failures, all the mistakes, all the amount I've spent. And I still spend, I still have so many failures and learning lessons, whatever people want to say. It was a failure learning lesson. Um, but I just said, it's, it's now or never, you know, because yeah. you're never going to do it tomorrow. Everyone's like, well, wait until the kids are, you know, in college, wait until the kids are out of the house. And I just look at that as a lot of excuses, you know, the same reason, like, why are you moving to Florida now? Just, you got kids, why don't you, why don't you do that in New York and then move there later? Like everyone, and it's like, we're just, we're just given, you know, certain things through society say, this is what you're supposed to do, go on the safe path. And of course, me being in financial services, that's what I educate the clients, right? All the time, like, hey, be diversified, be careful, you know, with putting all your eggs in one basket. And I just said, you know something, I have the confidence now, I have the right connections, you know, I have the right marketing skills and I have, the, you know, even though it's, not, you know, only 1% chance of making it, I believe I'm that 1%. I believe that it's not 1% for me, you know, for mm -hmm. me, it might be 50, 50, still a lot of risk, but it's not 1%. And you'll hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they don't believe in the stats that people shove in their faces and they ignore the noise. So I went out it, at it alone, you know, in the beginning and, and, and now look at us, we have over 50 brand ambassadors strong. That believe in our mission and you know it's not about the money you will see that time in and time over it's it's about people building you know rich relationships through these calls the brand ambassadors being part of a bigger impact and um i'm so proud three years later where we are regardless of where it's going all i know is like i went for it and you know just excited for 2024 to really you know have owl soar this is the year you know someone said what's your wor word of 2024 it's sore that, that's what I believe what's going to happen on our platform. I love it. And I want to make sure I call out your social, um, you know, while we're having this conversation, you can follow OWL on social at OWL app, O-W-W-L-L app. So I just wanted to make sure I call that out, especially for the listeners. Um, you know, you talk about failures, which that that's one of those F words I have a very hard time using, <laughs> but I'm from Boston, so I can use the other one very easily. Yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm from New York. We say it all the time too. <laughs> but um, just curious, you know, there every time, and actually I did a, a newsletter post on this just this morning about how you're going to fall in your journey, no matter what, like no matter what, whether it's, you know, starting a new business, uh, you know, that like weight loss, um, like any kind of change, right? Like life doesn't just go up and to the right. There are, there are valleys, there are highs, right? So what are some of the, you know, in retrospect, what are some of the pitfalls that um, you maybe want to share with our audience that will make maybe help them um, as they're, you know, taking that first step? Because one of the key, you know, core tenets of this show is pushing past yeah. those like societal limitations. So what are some of the, you know, I guess like top three takeaways that, you know, now that you're smarter. I'm just going to keep asking this question until I get it right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just but, think that you got to move quickly. 
I yeah. and use your intuition. Too Let's often people have an idea or something they want to implement within their business. And what happens is it goes to a poll, a poll of your friends, right? What do you think about this? What do you think? And you get five different answers. And then inside, you know the answer you want, but then you're like, starts creating nervousness. It starts creating, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't do it like this or that. And it's hard because you're relying on non-experts often, right? Experts that are not in your field, they don't see the entire story, right? You know how often I've heard people from, you know, other areas of expertise come into OWL and be like, I just don't get it. And I, I just, I just asked them one question. I'm like, do you use LinkedIn? What are your thoughts on LinkedIn? And they're like, oh, it's a place to get a job. That's where people get hired. And, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I don't use it that much. And it, it, the light bulb goes off immediately when I ask that question, because they are still looking in the rearview mirror 20 years ago, what LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is a platform for building, you know, connections and relationships. And I've had over a hundred people on my podcast show from sending one DM saying, Hey, you look like a great fit for the shrimp tank, but they can't see that. Right. They're, they're, they're stuck at a nine to five job. And lots of times they're an introvert. They're very smart individuals. Um, and they just don't see networking the same way I do. So I'm getting advice from the wrong individual because they jump into owl. They never make a call. They don't see the bigger picture. And that's not our audience. So I have to be careful to, to keep that in mind that I will um, engage with them to get their opinion on certain things. But I have to be careful to recognize that, you know, to them, LinkedIn shouldn't exist. You know, oh, only a platform with a billion users. No, they're nothing. They're a joke. Only, you know, a billion users are on that platform. They only had 700 million three years ago, you know, before Microsoft took it out. And just a 300 million, uh, you know, group of people that grew with the platform. So my point I'm making is like, um, you got to be careful with the, the knowledge that is received, uh, being an entrepreneur, especially in the tech world, because there's so many offerings today. And you get stuck saying, I want to make it better with this one. And then three months later, you do something and you want to switch. And you got to be careful taking everybody's opinion. And the point is, just be careful out there. So something that I say is like, I'm not always right. I've screwed up so many times with things without, right? But it makes me stronger. It makes the community stronger. And we, we build from those mistakes that we've made when we're smaller. So that way, when we are impacting millions of lives, I can say, you know something, I, I hope to God I could say this and like look back and be like, those people who screwed me helped me, right? Because yes. they, they try to, you know, poke holes in areas and they took advantage of my kindness, right? And those people, you know, looking back, you know, helped because they made, they made me recognize where the holes were by poking. Showed your blind spots. Yeah. They did. So I look at it, I was like, there's no way to run a tech company from the ground up and be perfect. There's too many regulations, right? You got Apple, you got Android, thousands of pages of regulations, your state laws, you know, your LLC laws in different states, the tax code, everything is changing. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to also raise capital. You're supposed to get this to billions of people. Like everyone wants to be a billion dollar brand overnight. It's like that comes, you know, with, with a lot of things going on behind the scenes. It's not so simple and people ignore the law side of things. So you want to, you want to grow at a nice pace. And I think we have, I think we're looking back. I wanted to grow quicker, but, but I think one day I'll say, I'm thankful we didn't grow quicker, that we kept it nice and small in the early days. And, and we are where we are uh, for that reason, that it didn't suck time out of me and suck me to speak with lawyers for things when we weren't ready. So I look at it as just like, you know, whatever gets thrown at you, there's no book that you're going to read that has it in the book. Because most of these professionals haven't built a mobile app. 
right? They haven't been in your shoes. So there's only so many founders, if only 1% of tech apps make it, and like under that percentage have marketplaces, it's hard to get knowledge from people because most haven't done it. They haven't mm-hmm. dealt with, you know, uh, developers on one side, lawyers on one side, a community on one side, brand ambassadors on another side, you know, just tech bugs from all different types of cellular devices that come up. So my point being is you just have to have thick skin and just, you know, do the best you can and hope that people recognize your transparency and being the best who you are and just feel for you and, and don't worry about the ones who don't, the ones that are looking at you like you you have a bucket of $100 million like Amazon sitting on the back end fixing every problem. It's like, no, I'm a normal human being. Got two kids, nine and seven-year-old. I live in a, a normal size house, right? I have a small office. I'm normal, you know, and, and that's an important thing to recognize that most entrepreneurs are. They're, they have lonely days. They have happy days. They have all different moments, but running out, it's the highest, the highs, the lowest, the lows. One day I can say like, we're doing it. The next day I come in on Monday, like what happened over the weekend? Well, we were doing it, right? I'm like, where did all the experts go? They stopped using it on the weekends, right? So understand that it's huge ups and downs running this plan, running this brand. Well, and you've done such a great job too with like, you know, the list of, uh, you know, enhancements that you might want to give over to the developers I'm yep. sure is a mile long, right? Because the more you talk to people, they're like, I wonder if you could have this. I wonder, and I've made some suggestions too, which I'm sure are on that list, right? And so you're yep. trying to like prioritize them and decide which oh, ones yeah. are the quick hits that are just easy and get them off the list and they shouldn't Correct. cost a lot and the ones that are game changers. And I think that's that's a sticky balance too, right? That, that's that gotta be pretty emotional in that you wanna grow fast to an extent, right? You wanna also, um, you know, get capital and there has to be some enhancements there. Um, And so, you know, I applaud you for the way that you've had to, you know, kind of balance all of that. Um, And you also do a really nice job of telling people like, look, I'm funding this thing. You get what you get. This is, and it's, and it's great as it is. Right. So I think that's been awesome. It's handling expectations, which, you know, is important for all businesses. Um, I, I just find like lots of times people present their product and they feel like they have to say it's the best, it's this and that. And then all of a sudden people are disappointed because the expectation, I really try to set that expectation from day one. Say, look, we're not going to be as good as Instagram, right? Like they have, you know, the best developers under the sun. One's making a million dollars a year plus, right? We're this, this small startup and you go into that app thinking like, oh, it's free. I get all this, all these things, you know, and you just want it to be that like that from day one. So I always tell everyone's like, like that's not realistic. You know, most yeah. mo- most apps start small, and then slowly they 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 gain traction and they gain momentum, financing, and then all of a sudden that's when you start seeing the bigger releases with all these wants from um, you know the feedback that people say, well, why don't you have this feed? Why don't you have that or that? It's like of course we love it, but I have to really make sure that you know, every dollar is spent wisely with our developers to, to get the best features out that will really maintain our community in the right direction. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. where we're at on that side. And then expectation goes the same way. I will touch on the subject, subject because so often uh, people, you know, go into business and then, you know, the way they write an email, the way they text someone back, the way they just communicate, it's just that, um, they, they get scared by the answer back some time. So they, they set the stage incorrectly, which is that expectation, 
right? And if you set the stage correctly with the right expectations, then people aren't disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge when it comes to business etiquette. I'm big on business etiquette, right? When we started the show, you're like, right at 11, right? You, <laughs> you, you got here, you, you joined, you know, the, the feed. And, and, you know, I make sure that if I were to be late though, Colleen, I would have texted you if I had your cell phone, which I do. But for others that don't, I would have emailed, we have a cellular device on our phone. And it's so easy to tell people when you're running into a problem, we're all human. You know, if traffic happens to be not 15 minutes, it's an hour. Yes, everyone says, no excuses. You know, you could have worked yourself around a situation. You know, there's times where like, I've been in New York City and I, I leave room for traffic and it takes three hours to get somewhere instead of the, the 45 minutes it usually does, right? Or, you know, just something tragic has happened, which which is common in this world that we live in. So my point being um, is, you know, just be transparent and, and set the right expectation. And it's it all comes back to the way you communicate, right? So I look at that from the way I run the financial service company to the way I run my two podcast shows that are in person. And the way now that we operate out is just setting the right expectation. Then people aren't disappointed. You're not giving, saying, you're not saying, oh, we're the best of this, we're the best of that, we're the best of this. And then when they're not, they're like, wait, I thought they were the best. Like, nope, they're not. You know, sometimes it's better to just be like, we're we're pretty good and I'll be there for you and I'll I'll do my best. And then people aren't disappointed. And I love that you were talking about listening to your intuition too. Um, like I just definitely want to underscore that point because yeah. one of the things that I couldn't figure out why I like to entertain like a big decision. Yeah. It's like 15 people. Like, oh, Jason said, no, you shouldn't do that. But how about what Steve says? And how about what Bill says? And it's like, why are you doing that? I couldn't figure it out. And I got my human design done. Have you ever done human design? I have not. No? Oh, it's fascinating. It's Think of it like one of the corporate personality tests, but really based on like your soul, your intuition. Sure. And so your body has certain reactions depending on your human design. Mine's called the manifesting generator. I come up with like a thousand ideas but I shouldn't execute them all. And so they're great ideas. Some of them just belong on a piece of paper for a while, right? And they need to like marinate and some fall off. But the ones that like, you're either (laughs) the woman that does my design calls it an F yes. You're either like all in that minute. And those are the ones that deserve your energy. So your body is saying like, this is the one. Or when you're not, you kind of almost get that like, uh, like that little like, like self-doubt moan. Sure. And then I start entertaining the idea with 15 different people. Like that's a no. So you need to recognize your nose. Um, and that has been really helpful for me. I guess I thought I was just looking for other people's opinion, but what I was looking for was somebody to talk me out of a bad decision I was about to make. So wild. I, I call what you're talking about sticky notes. A pile yeah. of great <laughs> I have ideas all the time and it's always like, Oh, I got to write that down. I might do it. Put on a sticky note or even at home. I put on Google share sheet. You're emailing myself. Cause I get, mo- I get moments, you know, like while driving, I'm like, oh, this is a good post or this is a good idea for Al. And then you forget, I'm like, what was that good idea? What was that good post? <laughs> so we're all normal, but you got to be careful. Like you're, you could be drinking a Starbucks coffee in the morning, like me and all energized. It sounded great. And then you're like, after the Starbucks runs, runs off, the caffeine, you're like, eh, it was okay. Well, I don't know why I thought it was such a good idea at that moment. Uh, but it's important also, you brought up a very important point. A lot of people will just agree with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's a great idea. 
and you really want somebody to challenge you, right? We have mentorship Mondays for a reason, where there's a lot of people on there that will lower the price for a dollar. And uh, we do it now all day on Mondays. And lots of times it's hard to get challenged. And let me explain to you why. And you're like, no, but the other nine people that I said, said it was the best idea they ever heard. I'm like, the other nine people haven't built a mobile app. Yeah. I have. Let me explain to you why that's a bad idea. Because I do tell a lot of people, be careful. You're you're often better off starting a website that's mobile friendly. It's going to be, you know, one twentieth of the price. And you could see if it's a good idea then, you know, before you jump and, you know, maybe put yourself in a financial situation that you can't get out of. So I'll explain to them why, you know, and I'll write the list. I go, these are the things I've had to go through. And I don't think that you have the financial means to get around that. You just have the financial means to get to the to the beginning stages. And then you're going to be begging for money from angel investors. And I got a news for you. They, they want to see an app that has money and traction. I go, I knew going mm-hmm. into this, I was going to jump over that hurdle. I'm going to even ask. Because I I've I've done the interviews, and I and I and I don't want you to be in a position where you can't keep up with the times. The times where Apple says, "Hey, you need this on your next update," you know, or Android says you need something. You know, most of this stuff is built off of California law, very strict law. So when they say you your app needs to have a block feature, delete functionality, it's like these things cost a lot of money to build, and if you don't have the funds to do it, you're out of business. Your app is off the App Store, and when you look down at your device and you look down at you know, the, the the 30 extra apps that you like, oh, let me try this one. You're going to find out that probably three quarters of those apps that you tried a year or two ago, they're gone. I have my iPhone. I'm like, wow. I was like, where did our competitors go? Bye. They changed yep. different industries or different niches, right? So I just see it all the time. So you, you need that person to push you. And they're not always right either, though. Like going back to like mm-hmm. ignoring the noise, like, you know, make sure they're in your industry uh, to, to make sure because the older people get, of course, they tend to say, don't take risks, right? When right. when I work with clients in their 60s, 70s, 80s in the financial service space, I see that trend all the time. They're telling their kids, don't buy stocks. I'm like, <laughs> don't do it. You know, put your money in a bank account. It's safe. You know, put your money in a fixed instrument. And I'm sitting there like, first rule, don't always listen to family, right? <laughs> They're just gonna, you know, they've been through tough times. They watch the news a lot. They're very negative. You know, they'll tell you there's no jobs. There's no this and that. I'm sitting here like, no, these are all excuses. You know, that is not the case in this world today. There's so much opportunity. You go out and take it and 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 put your foot down and just work. We're working on a holiday, you and I, right? There's there's no off button. You know, I saw yep. that video today that it, like it really hit, hit me. Alex Ramosi said he's like, champions don't have an off button, and I was like, I was like. Thank you. I said to my wife, I go, see, Julia, yesterday when I was texting someone back, you know, or putting a poll together for the Alec community that took two minutes, I just wanted to get it out, right? It took two minutes. My kids are on an iPad anyway. We all have time. It's just how we decide that is that time acceptable to do it for business? And my answer is there's no such thing as work-life balance anymore because we all are sitting on our phone. It's just do we feel like we can go against the grain of society to do a post on a Sunday because it's business, but it's okay for me to post something that's not business on a Sunday. It's okay to me sit on the couch and watch football all day while everyone's in the playoffs and and snack on buffalo wings and chips. That's all okay, but it's not okay, society says, to post something about business on the weekends. So my point I'm making here is I challenge that, and it was great to hear Alex Ramosi say that, you know, champions don't have an off button, because I don't. 
I just sometimes right. I'm like, I'm in the moment on a Saturday. I'm in the car driving. Am I always doing something? I'm like, well, I might as well text Colleen back if she texts me. Like, what's the yeah. big deal? I don't have to wait until Monday. Right. Exactly. It's not, it doesn't, as long as it doesn't feel like work, I'm not like, not like crunching numbers. I'm like, I'm just communicating most of the time. Right. So, and I really enjoy it. So, answer is, you know, it's okay not to have an off button. So, you know, as a Pats fan, you tend to forget that we're in the playoffs. So, I just want to point that out that we were not watching football yesterday. Oh. <laughs> we're like, what is it? Is this like, like there's still, isn't it like spring training yet? Like, hasn't that started? I don't know. But, um, it, seriously, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining today. I think this has been an awesome discussion. You've given some really great insight for all these, you know, potential entrepreneurs that just haven't taken that first step. And I think that's so important that they hear, like, just listen to your intuition, take the step, but to your point, make quick, like really fast decisions, fail fast is what we used to say when I was in corporate. So I think that's awesome um, sure. advice. I also want to call out if you download OWL either on um, Android or Apple and use the code JOY, you can get a free $10 to make your first um, 10 phone calls. And both Jason and I will be one of your first 10. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Well, let's, let's do something even more unique. If they call you and post on social media what they learned from your conversation, we'll double it. So not only are they going to call you for free, but when they post, we'll give them another 10 bucks so they can extend it to call other individuals on our platform. Uh, Brilliant. We'll, put a, we'll, we'll put a deadline on that, though, of something. So we'll say uh, after this uh, podcast airs that they have uh, 60 days uh, from the day the podcast airs to uh, to complete that mission. Look at that. Your generosity never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> oh, if I it, when, when when owl blows up, it's, it's going to be like, whoo. <laughs> but then you got to be careful because then people come in for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right. They, sure. they act like they're givers, uh, but, but in essence they're takers, uh, but they are in disguise. We all know that. Well, we've had that conversation and that, that, uh, yes. what is my, my dad could say, or used to say, um, it really salts my apples. When I hear some of those stories, I'm like, give me their phone number. I will call them myself. Um, yeah. so <laughs> you've always sure. got a heavy in me, I promise. Yeah. Um, but Jason, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. And your wisdom was just um, like amazing. I, it was amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. And I just started my personal accounts. I never posted a, really other than LinkedIn. So it's the Jason R. Hill on all socials now. And every single week, you'll be able to get content uh, from myself, not just talking about OWL, but just talking about business. So we are going a different direction in 2024. It's just the future of uh, branding a, a big a big brand these days. More, more of the leaders have to come out and, and share the journey along the way and, and be there for their communities. So that's what you'll see from me in 2024. And I'll make sure I put those in the show notes. Show notes sure. for her. Thank you. And that was your latest edition of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters. <laughs>